to Invisible Love, the podcast where I talk about everything love-related. In this episode, we'll be talking about love and religion. How is love taught in different religions? And how do my guests love and practice religion? With me today, I have Liz France, our UWL InnoFaith advisor. She's a priest and has been in the ordained for 20 years and three years at UWL. Students can go to her from every religious background to talk about their spirituality, or religious problems or ideologies. I also have with me Faiza Khan, a UWL student who is a practicing Muslim, and also Annie May, who is a UWL student and a practicing Mormon. They all agreed to talk about their religious upbringings and how they see love and religion. Today I want to start with the question, how do you think uh, love is when it comes to religion? How do you love someone you don't know? I think a Christian would say one is touched by the Holy Spirit. I think someone who follows their faith, whatever faith they may have been brought up in, if they're, they're lucky enough, they will find themselves at some point or other in their lives in a closeness with God. And it is a, it's a love you feel. It, you can't see it. Uh, no scientist can e explain it. But there will be times in your life, if you are truly blessed, whatever faith you follow, that you will know that you are in the presence of God. And whatever you've done, whatever you're going to do, it's okay. That somebody loves you, somebody knows you even better than your own parents, your own family. There's somebody who loves you as an individual soul. And it is just the most incredible feeling. And that's what keeps me on in this job. I think, yeah. you know, you do some crazy stuff. Um, <laughs> but it's the knowledge that there is God there and God loves you. Yeah, no matter what. He no knows your what. deepest, darkest secrets. <laughs> yeah. And he still loves you. Yeah. So what about you, Faisal? What? I would say very similar because I think Islam and Christianity are very similar in yeah. many ways. Um, I would say the same thing where your love for God is different to your love for, say, your sister or your friends, your mom, your dad. There are different types of love where you love your partner or whoever that you're with. And you can't explain it like the way I'm trying to right now. You can't <laughs> yeah. exactly describe what your love for God is like but you know yourself because it is your journey. Like you and God have a special bond together mm -hmm. and you can't explain that to anyone else. No one else will understand that. Only you and God will understand that yeah. and that's it. Mm -hmm. What about you, Annie? How do you think you can love someone you don't know in a sense, you know? Um, I, I feel like you both rounded it up really well yeah. because like, um, I know, I feel like I've always kind of struggled with um, knowing that, like I've always kind of known that God's there, but I'm like, does he love me though? <laughs> um, it's a lot bigger than me. But I've definitely like come to the realisation in the last few years that no matter what religion I'm in, my relationship's with God, it's not with anyone else. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's been a hard thing for me to actually gain a concept of because... Yeah. A lot of my life has been rules and certain things I've had to do 
in order to be a certain way Mm -hmm. and I think like I've forgotten that God loves me for who I am Mm -hmm. even if I do make mistakes or whatever like I I, like I've always kind of believed in a higher power um because that's just the way I've been raised um it's a lot more about between me and God than me and other people. Yeah, the reason I asked you how you love God or love someone who you don't know is because I wanted to go to that. Because there's a lot of, oh, there are certain things you can't do or God won't love you or sins or, you know, you have to love God but fear God as well. God is going to decide if you end up in hell or in heaven. There's a lot of fear that comes with that love that we always preach. Uh, Liz, how do you think that that goes with the whole concept God of God loves you for who you are, but also don't do this, don't do that, and do this and do that? You know? I think, as Annie was saying, we're often brought up with a, a whole list of rules. I think perhaps I've now come to appreciate that uh, faith is an honest relationship with God. Mm-hmm. A religion is perhaps more the aspect of, and the rules of each path that we have to God. Yeah. And we're often taught that, I think it says actually in the Psalms, the beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord. Yeah. And that really frightens a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's actually a mistranslation. The ancient Hebrew, fear and respect, the same word. So from ancient times, the good way to live your life is to know God, to respect mm-hmm. him, to understand him, to love. Like you would, you would love a parent, mm-hmm. and every child knows that part of being a, you know, loved by a parent is that every now and again they'll say, like, don't do that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> don't stick your fingers in that light socket. It, it, <laughs> it will do you damage. Yeah. And in some ways, I suppose that's how I have come to view that mm-hmm. relationship with God. Sometimes I will feel him gently correcting me. Yeah. I don't feel like, if I do this, I'm going to go to hell. Yeah. God loves us all best. We are mm-hmm. all his favourite. Yeah. The object of this whole exercise, you know, creation, God, mm-hmm. everything, is that we are restored in love. Yeah. You don't want to lose anybody. Mm. Yeah, so it's more that God is keeping you safe, yeah. in a way. Yeah. 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 Faiza, what would you say to that? I would agree, yeah. Um, love is taught through like kind of fear. Like The person that you love the most, you want to please them, you want to make them happy, you want to kind of do what they're telling you to do and since the Quran is sent to us by God which is kind of like rules or like regulations it's they're very vague though like the Quran Mm -hmm. if you read it it's very vague it will Uh, give you sins it will give you the sins that are are like adultery and murder like that kind of stuff that it will give you those specifically but if you do look at other things like smaller things it's very vague and it's Mm -hmm. more up to you whether you realize that it's very wrong or if it's very right Mm -hmm. like it's vague it's not specifically you can and you can't do this there are some that are you can and can't Mm -hmm. but there are loads of things that are open to interpretation as well yeah so when you say fear god yes but not in a way where like people make it sound like a bad thing to fear god you shouldn't fear him you shouldn't love him just because you're scared of him. No, that's yeah. not that's not yeah. what we're trying to say here. It's more of a, I guess you could say a way into heaven. You could say it like that. Um, but it sounds kind of bad that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in a way that is in, initially, yeah, I guess that is what we're trying to say. But um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. I totally yeah. get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I've found, I guess, that a, like a lot of things are taught through fear, right? And it's 
and it's out of love as well and it's like it's kind of like this weird blurred line between like what's love and what's fear like am I doing this because like it is actually right or am I just doing it because like I'm scared I'm going to hell yeah um but yeah I um <laughs> like we were speaking about this um yeah. more individually and I think like a lot of people are just afraid like I said like just scared to do things that are slightly out of order um in relation to the Book of Mormon or whatever, or the Bible, you're not gonna go. You're not gonna spend eternity with your family if you do these things like, wrong. And if you are doing bad things and then be like, "Oh, I'll repent later. It's fine." Then you're kind of like you're cheating the system basically, because yeah. mm. you know what you're doing. You're just mm. you're just like, "Oh yeah I'll, yeah, I'll sort it out later. It's fine. I'll do it now." Yeah. And I, I know like a lot of people do that again. Like it's vague. It yeah. is. Very like we have this. Like, I don't know a lot of the time if it's actual scripture or if it's, like, kind of things that, that are people, being yeah. taught within things. We have this thing when we're in um, youth, when we're, like, from 12 to 18. We have this thing called the Strength of Youth pamphlet. And that kind of just has, like, a list of rules. About dating, like, about modesty, <laughs> about, like, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, where does it actually say in any kind of scripture that I can't show my shoulders? Yeah. You're like, gonna have to yeah. read it and make it like sense to yourself. Exactly. Like, you're reading it, you have to interpret it the way that you want yeah. to. Yeah, and I understand why. Like, I understand everything. I understand the principles, but at yeah. the same time, it's like, are you? Is this actual thing, or are you just trying to scare me? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, but then there's also there's people that are older than you, above you in the generation telling you these things like oh this is wrong by the way you shouldn't be doing that and because they're older you just assume they're wiser they're smarter they've read it and then you think okay fine that's fine like i won't do this because you know this person told me not to and i'm going to believe them but sometimes you've got to think to yourself should i not just go research this myself i could easily i can just take and read it that but that's a sign of of maturity within your face when you get to that point you think actually no i need to know how this really affects me and I think, as a Christian, sometimes I, I take it inspiration from Jesus, and I think like sometimes he would just cut through the red tape, <laughs> yeah. uh, and you know he would take the Old Testament and say like you've got all these laws here, and actually there was a, once a law saying like oh you had to give all your good works to the temple, and that actually meant you couldn't assist your own parents on the Sabbath. Right. And Jesus said like that's terrible, you know. Yeah. He, t- he mm-hmm. walks up to the priest of the day and said like you've got all these stupid rules, stop it. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and I think sometimes. I take inspiration from him when he was in his rebel phase, you know. I think, yeah, 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 Jesus can do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so that, I think it's also it's part of a growing relationship with yeah. God. Like, yeah. Lord, how do I deal with this? Yeah. Like, where do I fit in? What yeah. does this mean for me to be a good follower of you? Yeah. yeah. And so the question is more of if he is so forgiving and if he is so merciful, where is the line? where you can not come back from is yeah. it committing adultery is, can you not come back from that but what if i really regretted doing what i was doing at the yes. time and it's like there's no answer to that yeah if you if i was to go and read the quran right I now i couldn't even tell you what it says in there properly because i don't understand <laughs> i like, teach you to yeah. read it yeah when i'm yeah. doing i can read it yeah. for you perfectly yeah. but i can't tell you what it says in there exactly yeah. and there are so many translation books that they are not the same. No, they are not the same at yeah. all. And there's so many videos you can watch, so many YouTube videos and podcasts you can listen to. There's so much mm. stuff out there. But it's just this one person's translation. Yeah. There's right. no yeah. guarantee unless you know the language. Mm. But then again, it's like, uh, because it was written so long ago, 
there's other things that play into it, like the yeah. lingo that they used back then, yeah. the yeah. culture that yeah. they have was back then. It's well, like you said, it's vague, yeah, right? Like, you is. don't actually know what the direct translation is for anything. Mm. I feel like that's kind of like it with the Bible as well, because yeah. there's so many different types of translations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Like, what, what, where's the line? Yeah. I mean, growing up as well, I never questioned that I only read the Quran in Arabic, and I didn't know a word of it. You know, I never questioned why are we, or every prayer that I learned, I learned it in Arabic. I didn't even know what the prayer said. And just recently, somebody was like, you know what you're saying? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> I know maybe I remember somebody told me it's about this and that or it helps with this and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know the literal translation of it. Yeah. So it's like, why do we learn it like that? I know like in Islam, it's very uh, the whole reading the Quran the purpose of it is mm-hmm. reading it in Arabic. That's the, you know... Actually, it, you can get the same amount of reward if you read it in your own language. That's to say, I speak Urdu mm-hmm. at home. If I read it in Urdu and understood it in Urdu, it's the same reward compared to if I read it in Arabic. Okay. It's the same because I'm still saying it. But it's, like, it's I don't in a language you understand. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense yeah. that it would be the same because I don't really understand it. But yeah. they say that you should read the Quran at least three times in your life and... I think with that logic, they probably assume once you've read it three times, you understand it more. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, I should really be reading it in the language that yeah. I understand most. Like for us, it was there was no, oh, read it in Turkish. Because it, it, it was like, you don't know how the person translated it. Mm. Which that is a big red flag. Yeah. You can't, you know, that shows how much it's up to interpretation and how you think it was meant in a way you know so that takes the whole purpose of oh this is something you have to this is these are the rules and listen to to these because it is up for interpretation especially the themes and things that come up in it people were actually put to death for translating the bible into english in the 1300s john Wycliffe was the first person to dare to print bible or to write the bible into Mm -hmm. english and he was martyred for it and subsequently other about three other people were as well because the language of the bible was considered so holy you didn't mess with it yeah. and even though it was a medieval <laughs> really retranslated and retranslated version of latin yeah. you would have to go to church and the only way you could understand it was to look at the wall paintings you know yeah. you try to look at the stained glass yeah. windows look well, at the pictures people could read anyway absolutely could they? but yeah. they couldn't even hear it in their own language they'd yeah. go yeah. and great. so it was a big step to put mm-hmm. holy stuff into a language that people could understand and listen to. So, like, it's not holy anymore, in a way. So there's another problem as well, where people are too scared to kind of question it. Like, if I was to question what was written in the Quran, I would get kind of looks of, like, how dare you question what is written in there? Like, that is, you know, holy, you shouldn't be questioning it, you shouldn't be saying anything bad about it. But it's not, I'm I'm not questioning it, I'm just asking, what does that mean, though? Or yeah. does it really fit into the modern day of society that we yeah. live in right now? Mm-hmm. Like, one thing um, I got uh, when I was younger, I was like, isn't the Quran, like, basically up for interpretation? They were like, what are you trying to say? You can't just have an interpretation of the religion. You know what the religion is. And I was like, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. But there's you, so many things, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. And so many different people saying different things, yeah. you know. Like, priests and imams, they are all putting their own interpretation mm-hmm. into stuff. 
we could re- read the same sentence and take something mm. different. Each one of us, Absolutely. you know, yeah. take something yeah. different out of it. It's so, part yeah. of my job. Yeah. You know, go there and preach a sermon, look at a piece of scripture, yeah. try to analyse it and give what I hope is a, a, a God-given yeah. uh, idea about it. Yeah. So this is what uh, I want to touch up on next. Religion is taught to us, oh, you love God, uh, love thy neighbour, love the people you around you, love everyone. God made us all, you know, God loves us so you should love everyone. That's what I got ta- taught. But there's this whole like uh yes but i don't love this yeah part. it's like a section of yeah. people there are different sections where you're like i don't love you guys because you are doing this and this and this or you're different to me you know this whole like putting a yeah. difference towards people yeah so what do you think I mean, that that's a problem of being human yeah we, we can't yeah, help it true. we love to divide ourselves up into yeah certain Which tribes is really weird mm. especially like considering we try to break them as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it's it's what we do, you know. Yeah, and yeah. we are taught to love God with all our hearts. And Jesus said, "Love, you know, love God with all your heart. Love your neighbour as you love yourself." Yeah. yeah. And you know, if you don't love that person who is different from you as much as you love yourself, then you're falling short. You know? mm-hmm. And that's a challenge, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, I'm a like. A kind of Christian right so it's like it's like an extension um, but I went to my cousin's daughter's christening right and like um we get baptized when we're like eight yeah and it's a full body baptized and obviously um, like when my cousin's um daughter was getting christened I was like this is really weird and I'm like they're not doing this right they're not doing that right but then I realized like everything is fully down to interpretation and it's and no matter like how you practice religion Mm -hmm. you're still connected with god Mm -hmm. and i think that's kind of when a like a switch flicked for me because i was like it doesn't matter how someone is like preaching as long as it's for the right yeah for the right reasons like like for the love of god yes there's a lot of judgment within religion and i think a lot of it is hypocrisy and that's that's definitely where the lines get blurred because i don't think it actually says that i think we as people do that mm-hmm. yeah it's that, really hard i think for some people to get their heads around the fact that that's not in the bible or yeah. that's yeah. not in the quran so yeah. it can't be right yeah um that's basically it i remember you uh when we first met liz you said um uh, the division is can be religion but faith is what brings us back together and like that stuck with me forever because it is more that religion is like more divisive let's say because it's more like on paper but then faith the love of god the love you feel towards god that is what brings you together and lets you forget that like oh you're from that part of uh the muslim community or you're that uh, that part of christian and i think that's really important for us to you know embrace and understand with the whole um you brought up judgment i just wanted to say that there's there's a thing in islam where it says um like you saw me across like the street or whatever and you made a quick like snap immediate judgment saying oh she doesn't wear a hijab yeah and it kind of makes a you make an assumption about me and you say like she's probably not that religious anyway because i'm not wearing a hijab yeah that then reflects badly on you because you're making a judgment about me mm-hmm. and that then 
adds on to your so we have like good deeds and bad deeds on our shoulders so the yeah. the the bad deed guy is like right <laughs> on your shoulder like oh she made a judgment yeah, you know about like this the, person the bad deed angel yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then he's writing this down on your side but you're not thinking about that you're yeah. thinking about the wrong that i'm doing yes and that then reflects really badly on you yeah and I just wanted to make that point. <laughs> the hijab is not required. Um, it's not required. Yeah. If you yeah. want to cover up, you can cover up. No. But if you don't, then you don't have to. Yeah, you? definitely. I mean, uh, you you had that saying, but um, with us, I was like, oh, if you make a judgment or if you think bad thoughts about someone, you also take on their sins. Yeah, that is yeah. all. Yeah. Did you have that? Yeah. yeah. It was like, you're talking bad about that person, yeah. but, you know, by doing that, yeah, you're taking on yeah. their uh, yeah. sins. I, I don't know whether it's exactly you're taking their sins um, as well as them having their own sins, or mm-hmm. whether you're taking their sins and having your own, like, yeah. you're taking all their sins kind yeah. of thing, and they then don't get... I, yeah, I don't know either, yeah. I don't know which one it is, but... Yeah, some distribution works. Yeah, yeah. something yeah. like that, yeah, yeah. but definitely, That's interesting. yeah. interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't work with the hijab theory, but it would work with, say, uh, like, you saw me out you know kissing a guy or whatever yeah before getting married yeah <laughs> yeah then if you if that was the judgment then yeah you it would go on to the other person. i would take yeah. it over from you but yeah definitely <laughs> yeah. i think that's a good way to you know share jesus says judge not lest ye be judged yes yeah so i think yeah, yeah. we have it's, exactly the same yeah, yeah. let yeah. him cast the first stone right yeah that's yeah. right so yeah i think that's it isn't it it's like yeah, like we can judge each other, but actually, like in the end, their judgment, your judgment, doesn't actually mean anything. Yeah, it's more yeah. damaging to yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, touching back on everything we talked about, I want to know: um, Do you think that religion can be can give us this base how to love basics yeah. of love, and then you just take it and go with it, or do you think it's hard? Well, in some ways, it's quite hard for me to answer that because I've always been brought up, you know, that there was some sort of higher power, power for good, yeah. mm. gods, yeah. Jesus, you know, whatever religion you are. And I mean, it's quite interesting. I, I ended up a priest. Mm. Um, my sister had died in the wall, atheist, absolutely mm. rejected it completely. Yeah. And you know, she's the most uh, loving, wonderful person. Yeah. But there is this barrier where yeah. she will not accept their or God exists, mm-hmm. or she will say, I do not believe in him. But she is a, a loving, wonderful mother. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she perhaps just goes about it in a different way. I mean, mm-hmm. we were both sort of brought up in, in that faith. Mm-hmm. But I think I've always felt, when life gets tough, I think that's when I've most felt the love of God, mm-hmm. the guidance of Jesus, mm-hmm. the blessing of the Holy Spirit, call it what you will. But I think... When it's all going well, it's easy to love and be loving, yeah. non-judgmental. When life gets hard, and, and it does, I think that's when I've been most glad to know that I know that there's a God who loves me. Yeah, there's a higher power, yeah, you know, yeah. looking over. I think so. So in some ways I can't sort of give you the full answer because I've yeah. never tried to live rejecting that. Yeah, yeah. But like seeing that there can be rejection of that but still mm. love you know it's like but still the base of your sister's upbringing was the same as you yes. you know so i think the biggest difference between us is like my sister at the end of the, of you know she thinks after she dies that's it mm-hmm. but i am convinced that after i die 
there is on offer yeah. something very special, something very different, another form of life. Yeah. I'd like to think that there was something more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm like, well, what is the point otherwise? Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, in my church, like, it's all about getting back to God, basically. Yeah. Like, that's the whole point of living, like, if you can get back to God, I guess. In Islam, there's a saying where this life is just a test. Mm-hmm. And whatever you're doing in this life can cause the result. Yeah, it determines. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether you, you know, go to hell or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, are you yeah. giving the right answers yeah. to certain things? Yeah, we have that too. Yeah. Actually, it's always like, even um, the hardships, they're there to test how mm-hmm. loyal in a way you're going to be to yeah. God. Because you know, uh, God exists or you do love God. So. Mm-hmm. It's about are you keeping that that relationship between God, even though there are going to be hardships. So I think that's really important to think. Yeah, and sometimes my mum always says to me that God will never give you anything that he thinks that you can't handle. So whatever he's throwing in your way, he knows that you can handle it. And that is where the test is, is what you do after he has given you this challenge to see what you do and how you have been raised, how you believe in him, how you Mm -hmm. trust him. Yeah, are you sure? It's been taught to me. And that's the thing though, religion, although it may appear different, I think a lot of things are really similar. Similar, Mm -hmm. I mean, very similar. Yeah, very similar. Like, obviously you have all these principles and doctrines and mm-hmm. really like they're kind of just the same things it's just i guess the higher power you believe in really yeah. i mean literally uh, we do uh, like as muslims or in islam we do believe in jesus we do believe in um we believe in moses we believe in all the same moses. stories all the same <laughs> yes things. yeah it's just different names different yeah, yeah. and of. it's like literally the same god just different different narrative yeah, exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's what i mean it's basically the same but also from different narratives and slightly like tweaked and different. yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly like yeah. that's just the thing so it's it? basically not to there is no division between us that's basically yeah. in the same god yeah. yeah it's just how you get there is different yeah and i guess a lot of it is also how you connect to God because you know there are uh, different ways uh, especially in Islam where you can practice religion mm-hmm. it's like five times a day praying and stuff but everybody has their different ways how their relationship with God is would you agree or do you yeah. want any no I would, like I was saying earlier like my relationship with God is with me mm-hmm. and God I think sometimes religion takes that away as a mm-hmm. whole like because it's like oh you're not doing this you're not doing that but actually like it's just between me and him it's me yeah. between the big guy yeah. Like, yeah I think it's really easy to get lost yeah and like for people to like kind of call you out on stuff mm-hmm. when actually you're trying your best yeah it's just not necessarily how they would do something yeah but also they don't really know like you could be doing stuff behind exactly. closed doors yeah. which is it's all about integrity really yeah, that well. it's hard to say to someone like oh there's oh, there's a difference between telling someone that they're wrong and doing whatever they were doing but it's are you telling them off as in because you think they're wrong and you want to help them get mm-hmm. on the right path mm-hmm. or you want to help them like it depends on your intention yeah, yeah. whether your intention is good or bad like yeah. i could advise someone on oh you really should do so and so and then they could have like a positive or negative kind of outlook on what i'm yeah. saying to them but it 
really depends on whether my intentions were good or not. Yeah, I I can certainly look back on people who really helped me at various stages of my life. And mm-hmm. the, it's when it's kindly done, you know, like, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. I find this helps. You know, mm-hmm. If you do that, then you are wrong. Yeah, yeah. if and you do I, that, you're going to help. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, Absolutely, the way yeah. of saying things. Yes. I mean, I actually had a letter saying that to me. I was newly ordained. Oh, no. And you know, in the early days, women priests in the Church of England did you know, cause quite a stir. We only mm-hmm. had women priests last something like 25 years or so. Right. And obviously there was somebody somewhere in... I knew it was, the letter came from Kent. <laughs> but uh, there was actually someone there who was looking at all the new ordinations, you know, who'd been mm. ordained, because our addresses were published nationally. Oh. And I got a letter saying that you're you're going to hell. Oh, <laughs> oh lovely! <laughs> and I just said, thank you, Lord. Yes, yeah, because I mean, Jesus said, you know, if you are condemned in my name, then you you're doing something right. So I yeah. looked at this letter written in green ink. You can always tell when it's written in green ink, can't you? And uh, <laughs> it's like you know, you're going to hell. And I thought, well, it's a, my first day at work. And I, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, going to hell. Well, thank you, Lord. I must be doing something right. You know, yeah. Yes, yeah, so it, it's you. You remember the the bad stuff, but the stuff that really does you good is yeah. when it's done in love mm. and. Yeah. It's it's the tone of things, you know. So I remember obviously like being from a young age, like I prayed at home, yeah. right? You know, like I fold my arms, bow your head, on your knees, like close oh. your eyes type thing. <laughs> um I went to a Church of England lower school. I we, we were like saying the prayer, like in assembly mm-hmm. and then like someone was like, Annie doing it wrong and I was and like it was like the hand like uh, two hands together and I was like I'm not doing it wrong but okay and so like because then because obviously I was like sat there with my arms folded and they were like you're doing it wrong and I was like oh okay (laughs) and like changed my hands over but like it's just different like for everyone like because obviously like I had been taught how to say prayers and stuff and I was like, oh, am I doing it wrong? Yeah, and it's basically like saying your prayers are going nowhere. Like you're yeah. praying wrong, so you're it's unnecessary for you. Yeah. yeah, that's not true. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. put my primary school. We had to. It was very important to put your hands together and close your eyes. Close your eyes. A few minutes yeah. later, Miss Pearson. Tony's got his eyes open. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do you? Yeah. <laughs> it also depends on your mood. Like if I'm by myself and I'm doing a prayer, I do close my eyes yeah. because I yeah. just feel like it just feels nicer that yeah. way. I speak aloud as well when I'm by myself. Yeah, mm. that too can help. Yeah. So before we end yeah. this, one thing I wanted to go into is religion and how sometimes, you know, we talked about how it's interpretation and how sometimes we are taught certain things. I feel like sometimes there can be a lot of hate in religion Um, but not just to people outside but also towards ourselves when it comes to sins and you know you start uh not liking who you are or who you've become and like if you would like to share any moments that you felt like that or any moments where you had to deal with that or anyone else i think i always felt really guilty if i was any like ever doing anything remotely wrong Mm -hmm. in a sense of like going out of my way to do something bad yeah um, not like terrible but like even like the small thing or, but um lying. <laughs> but like i yeah lying yeah yeah because you, you just out. know that you're going to get wrapped up in it when you lie and stuff yeah. like that and when you're little and you just say like you make up random lies for just no for reason. for no reason yeah. why? Why? Like, why why did i do that <laughs> yeah when it comes to hate like there's a lot of things that i don't like about church yeah but at the same time like it has taught me to be the person I am. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, 
as much as some people don't want to come across like they're hateful I think a lot of people do come across that way sometimes yeah. and I think it's it's hard to know which way some people are coming or going yeah churches can be very difficult places I, mm-hmm. I was vicar of a church and I knew they disapproved of me mm-hmm. um, I was the youngest person in the place mm-hmm. and they didn't really approve of working mothers and I was mm-hmm. their vicar and had a 19 month old child yeah. So every time he coughed or sneezed, there'd be someone to turn around and scowl at him in, yeah. in the congregation. And, you know, I, I left out after a very short time. I found it terribly difficult. And I had yeah. it was a lovely bishop, an area bishop, who really comforted me at the time. And he said, you know, you often get in churches people running them that no other golf club or a political party would allow. You know, yeah. So sometimes within a, a religious institution, you see the worst of behaviour when yes. you would expect to find the best of behaviour. Mm-hmm. And if that is a fault of humanity, sometimes it's, it's a power thing. And yeah, it's, I, agree. I, say, agree. I have certainly been at odds with the church, even the church I was a vicar of. So yeah. I, I completely understand where, you, where mm. you're coming from. And there again, usually it's like sort of God will point out something amusing to help me you know, get through the day. You know? mm. I find that there is a great, much greater love that sort of bears you up. Yeah. And God is greater than any religious institution that tries to contain him and says that they have this the secret. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. To end this episode, I want to ask each one of you, and you can uh, answer this the way you want to, how do you give and receive love through religion? Um, so we have this thing called ministering. Um, we used to have more individual things. Like it would be like split up between like men and women. Mm-hmm. So we used to have... Like, um, really society sisters but now it's kind of like that's been scrapped mm-hmm. and we have this thing called ministering where basically you just visit people or like you do nice things for people it's literally just doing acts of service in a way that is not really even thought about it's just being nice to each other um, yeah. and I think that's a really nice way because like you, you could visit someone and they're having a really bad day mm-hmm. and you don't even really know like it's just it's just small things that I think that can make someone's day better yeah i agree i would say something like very similar to Mm. that just like little things like that means a lot to someone else Mm -hmm. i would say uh for me personally the biggest thing would be mentioning someone in prayer Mm. i think that is like the most beautiful thing ever because if i mention someone in my prayer i am thinking about them and i'm wishing them the best and whatever blah blah blah. i do it with the best of my intentions Mm -hmm. And if someone else is doing that for me, I just think that is so sweet and that is the most amazing, like, kind of gift in a way that anyone could ever do for me. Because it's a very vulnerable situation when you talk to. Yeah. I mean, I think as a parish priest, I've done a lot of pastoral care and everything. And I think you probably help people again when they're at their most vulnerable. Because lots of people within a congregation can do lovely things like visit and pray and things like that. But it often falls to the priest to, uh, at times of death. Mm. Yeah. And uh, there's a lovely young family. And I'm just thinking one particular occasion where she actually said that I'd showed her love. But um, their three-year-old child had died. Mm-hmm. And um, it's actually my husband's parish. But because we were sort of fairly young mothers together, mm-hmm. I led the funeral and, and did that. Because... rural community you think quite sophisticated at East Sussex but the young mother had come to me and said people are avoiding me they they don't know what to say Mm -hmm. because of this tragedy people are crossing over the road to avoid me 
mm. which is I actually feel so lonely. Mm. Yeah. That is so terrible. So despite sort of funeral and all the sad things, I actually I had quite a sort of rowdy birthday party because I sort of mm. I like to break the conventions yeah. in my <laughs> parish and um, show that you know. Priests can love rock and roll. And sort of <laughs> Priests and, can uh, have fun. Had a really sort of like rowdy sort of party to yeah. celebrate uh, my auntie's birthday on this occasion. <laughs> and oh. I invited this young woman to that, and oh. she said I actually danced and let my hair down and sort oh. of you know, behaved badly with along with everybody mm-hmm. else. And she said that actually made me feel human again. Yeah. 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 And she said that was you know you actually showed me that was an act of love to do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it wasn't sort of actually doing the holy stuff. It was actually yeah. inviting her to be sort of badly behaved and human yeah that sort of <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it's, it's not just these conventional oh i'm so sorry for your loss but it's, actually like get your mind off of things or um let's treat you like uh, anyone else just because i yes. feel uncomfortable yeah. with yeah. the thought of something like that yeah. which um yeah that sounds amazing thank you guys so much for agreeing to be on this podcast um, and doing this with me i um, I love this talk and I am just so thankful to have had this opportunity with you guys and do this in person especially. So thank you. Thank Thank you you so much.